Welcome to the Outside the Boxer podcast. And on Wednesdays, our podcasts are for the strange and unknown. And today's topic is about the mound builders, the forgotten giants of America. So prior to the Europeans coming to America, what do we know about America? Not a whole lot. The stuff we do know, it's not as clean as we may think. Not everyone had a camera attached to their hands, and the written word was far less accessible than it is today. So where did we get any of the information? We get it from remains of structures that we could find. We get it from artifacts left behind. We get it from oral traditions from some of these indigenous peoples. And we get a lot of it from guessing, from trying to find just little parts and guessing. With these oral traditions, a lot of these tribes didn't speak the same language. A lot of these tribes didn't like each other, so they fought each other a lot. But we can look over all this and see certain patterns or certain similarities in stories, similarities in structures, and maybe we can piece some things together. So what if I told you there were structures in the U.S. that are older than the pyramids of Giza and roughly the same size? What if there were hundreds of these structures created by a civilization or civilizations that may have been forgotten by time? What if the ancient oral traditions by the indigenous peoples of America spoke of a race of white giants that existed? And what if there existed some skeletal evidence of it? Sure, it may sound crazy, but do you know what else sounds crazy? Drinking black coffee, rooting for the Cleveland Browns, each and everything about 2020. My favorite part about 2020 is that crazy right now. It doesn't even seem that crazy. It doesn't even seem so bad. This is a perfect time to talk about some of this stuff because it's madness. So what we do know is that there are hundreds of these structures located throughout the U.S. built by a people we are unsure of. Often these structures are attributed to what we call the mound builders, though who they exactly are is not fully known. Like I said, there's a lot of different tribes and they have a lot of different oral traditions. Some of these things are similar. So maybe they're talking about the same people. Maybe they're talking about different people. Who knows? But some of the oral traditions. So Choctaw people speak of a people called the Nahulo. And this people was apparently of white complexion, very large in stature. and was often in hostile contact with the Choctaw. Choctaw tradition states that the Nahulo resided in what is now known as Tennessee and bones dug up from this area show very large skeletons seven to nine feet in length. So where did this people go? Often the traditions speak of much warfare with these giant peoples. You're going to notice this across a lot of tribes. All right. And the bones that were found of the Nahulo in Tennessee show that syphilis may have also played a part in the demise of this people. So they had, uh, they had that going for them too. Now, another indigenous tribe. This is um, from Nevada. I want to say it's called the Peyutes. The Peyutes spoke of a race of red-haired white giants called the Sitaka. Red hair. Okay, so there's giant leprechaun Irish people running around in Nevada. Now, the Peyute tale speaks of many tribes coming together to fight the Sitaka. See, they don't like the giants. And they chase these giants into a cave. The attacking tribes then set fire to the mouth of the cave, and any who tried to escape were shot with arrows, and the rest suffocated in the cave. Now, years later, the entrance to that cave collapsed and was cut off from human contact. 
But in 1911, two miners started digging out the cave for the bat droppings. Uh, bat droppings have, uh, or at least had, I don't think they still do, but this guano had value as an ingredient in gunpowder. So they stripped a layer of bat droppings three to six feet thick at the bottom of this cave, oofta, and shipped some 250 tons of it to San Francisco. Now, as they stripped this cave, they started noticing some artifacts being found. And the first actual archaeological dig occurred in this cave in 1912 and the second in 1924. Some of the things that these digs found were the oldest known duck decoys, which are now in the Smithsonian, a donut-shaped stone with 365 notches on the outside and 52 notches on the inside, which some people take as a calendar of sorts, and a sandal 15 inches long, and that is a big foot. Now, in 1931, in a nearby lake bed, supposedly two skeletons were found, one being 8.5 feet tall, the other 10 feet tall. In 1833, Soldiers digging at Lompoc Rancho, California, apparently unearthed a male skeleton 12 feet tall with double rows of teeth. But the local indigenous peoples became so upset, so upset that the body had to be secretly reburied at a new location. A 9-foot, 8-inch tall skeleton was found in a mound in Brewersville, Indiana in 1879. We're going to go to Minnesota for this one. So, the June 29th, 19, blah, the June 29th, 1888 edition of the St. Paul Pioneer Press. That paper still exists today. But the June 29th, 29th 1888 uh, article had an article describing seven skeletons found with double rows of teeth buried in the sitting position facing a nearby lake in Clearwater, Minnesota. I boxed in Clearwater three or four times. I should have went to the lake. I don't think that they have the skeletons anywhere, though. We'll talk about that a little bit later, too, where these skeletons ended up going. But now, from the 1800s to the 1990s, okay, over a 1,000 pre-colonist skeletons have been found of giant size in the U.S. So giant size is above 7 feet. In the May 1912 edition of the New York Times, it had an article detailing 18 skeletons being found in southwestern Wisconsin, ranging from 7 to 9 feet in height, and some having double rows of teeth. In the enth in the ethnology, I'm having a hard time today. In the ethnology reports from the Smithsonian, there are 17 cases of ancient skeletons being over seven feet tall. Now you think 17, that's not that big a deal. Using today's rate of people being over seven feet tall, okay? In the entire world right now, it's estimated there's only 2,800 people over seven feet tall. And that's over 7.4 billion people so if you use that same uh occurrence of people being seven feet tall that would equate to the smithsonian needing over 40 million skeletons to be examined to find those 17 and they for sure did not have 40 million skeletons to examine nowhere near that so the evidence shows or at least seems to show that a race of people that was prone to be very large lived in the united states so there are some, there is some biological evidence of a very large people inhabiting America prior to the colonists. What other marks did they leave? How about an underwater pyramid in Rock Lake, Wisconsin? What about large burial mounds throughout West Virginia, Wisconsin, and Ohio? In 2018, I actually went to Peebles, Ohio, to the Great Serpent Mound, which is almost 1,400 feet long 
and it's a giant snake that lines up with the solstices throughout the year. It's really, it's really awesome, to be honest. It's a cool sight, and apparently the radiocarbon dating uh, has the best estimate of this thing being built um, in 320 BC, and it still stands today. And what I think is crazy is this thing has had overgrowth. You know, it's had uh, woods and trees. Like, I don't understand how even it got found again because it's only like the, the hill where that shapes like the serpent. It's only like three feet tall, but but it's it's a pretty cool thing. If you've never been there, I would go check it out. It's, it's pretty interesting. But also, in Newark, Ohio, there's a country club built onto an earthwork site. You want to see something cool? So go to Google Earth and look up Newark, Ohio in the satellite view. If you go just due west from Newark, there's a golf course. Zoom in and you will easily see a circle earthwork. Now, if you look just southeast of that uh, golf course, there's another circle earthwork in a park. So I am going to Newark very soon very soon, because I want to check it out. Um, there's another place in Louisiana called Watson Break, and it's a site that dates back 5,400 years, which is older than the pyramids or Stonehenge. Another thing about these mound builders, as far as they know, like I said, a lot of this is pieced together through different oral traditions, but their civilization of these mountain builders may have existed longer than the civilization of the Egyptians. So with all these structures, with all these tales, why haven't most of us heard about these works and these people? Probably because we don't look into it, I imagine. Now there's theories that the Smithsonian Institute intentionally purchased the skeletal remains of these giants and then they kept much of that evidence under wraps in order to whitewash history because a group of white giants might be too much for us to handle. Which honestly, it is weird. I mean, if there was a group of people that were over nine feet tall, can you imagine a nine foot tall humanoid? Why wouldn't, I don't know. It's crazy. It is crazy, but it's interesting. But as often is the case, when we don't know something and haven't been able to figure out a, a definitive answer we just leave it alone and we play with whatever our new toy is all right but that doesn't mean that there isn't much to learn and experience from this most of us live right next to some of these things but we just don't seek them out and i've been in ohio for four years i've seen and intentionally went out to one site and this is one of the most prevalent sites of mounds in the entire world if anyone else is from ohio tell me how many times you've went and seen it Probably not that much, right? Because we live right next to these and we just don't go. So when I went to the Georgia Guidestones, which 100% I'm going to do a podcast on, on my core return, that was my return from the Minnesota quarantine, I seen so many things just off the highway and just out of sight. And I wasn't even looking at her, but there were so many wonders and sights and, and things that I guarantee people who live right next to these things never even looked at. But if we were to take the time to go look over that hill, to look into that cave, to turn our eyes from what we see every day and instead focus and train them to see the hidden gems of the world, we may be surprised to find that there is way more that we don't know and that we care to admit we don't know. In order to do that, though, we have to intentionally seek and face the fear of the unknown. But the unknown, that's where the wonder is. That's where the stories are, and that may be 
where the truth lies dormant. So go out, y'all. Open your minds, be good to one another, and go change the world. Also, go look at weird stuff.